0: Hello, my name is Michael Jones, and I'll be reading the book Granddaddy's Gift with you today. I'm an administrator here in Fayette County Public Schools. My favorite subject when I was in school was biology. So I was a biology teacher for many years before I left the classroom to uh, become a principal. So let's begin. The book is written by Marjorie King Mitchell, and it's illustrated by Larry Johnson. Here's the opening page of the book. You kind of see the little girl with her granddaddy giving him a big hug around the neck. Granddaddy's name was Joe Morgan. I followed my granddaddy everywhere. So people called me Little Joe, but granddaddy called me daughter. It's a really pretty picture of them together. I grew up on a farm in Mississippi with grandmama and granddaddy. Most people at that time didn't have much. Granddaddy owned his own land. He raised cows, pigs, and horses. He grew cotton, corn, and cucumbers. Grandmama had a garden, and we always had tomatoes, butter beans, and black-eyed peas. Granddaddy had only gotten as far as the eighth grade. He would have had to leave home to go further, and his daddy didn't have the money to send him. So he worked in the fields saved his money and brought his land a little at a time. He ordered books through the mail and read them by the light of the fireplace. And this picture shows granddaddy reading to his grandchildren. One particular morning when I was eight years old, I slowed around until the big yellow school bus left without me. I didn't want to go to school anymore. It had rained for several days, and this was the first time it was dry enough for Granddaddy to plow the fields. Well, he must have had x-ray eyes because as soon as the bus pulled away, he stopped the tractor and came into the house. Daughter, get your books together, he said. And this is a picture showing Granddaddy out on the field sitting on the tractor. We got in the black truck and rode the 30 miles to school. On the way, we rode past a cotton field full of workers, some of them my age. I asked why I had to go to school. I already knew how to read and write, and the books we had at home were better than the books at school. Those books passed down from the white schools were raggedy with pages missing. Daughter, Granddaddy said sadly, I know they're not teaching you everything they should, but you have to go to school. I want you to learn as much as you can, so when you grow up, you can choose what you want to do. I didn't have that choice. This picture here shows them driving to school past the fields. That night after supper, granddaddy said he was taking us to our meeting. We all got in the truck, me, my brother, and sister's granddaddy turned off onto a dirt road and drove for a long time. He told us that many years ago, segregation laws had been passed in the South to keep black people from having the same rights as white people, like the right to vote. He said it was important to vote, that it was a way for our voices to be heard. And then this picture shows them going to the meeting. When we finally arrived at a church, the parking lot was full and cars lined up on both sides of the road. We found a place to stand in the back of the church. A lawyer, Mr. James Marshall, was asking for volunteers. He wanted someone to try to register to vote. At first, nobody said anything. Then from the back of the room, Granddaddy raised his hand. I'll go, he said. The meeting ended with a song and a prayer for Granddaddy. In those days, it was dangerous for people to stand up for their rights. This picture here shows them in the church, and it shows Granddaddy raising his hand to go vote. The next day, Granddaddy rode into town and parked his truck in front of the courthouse. He walked like he was going somewhere, the way he always did. As usual, I was right behind him he went into one of the offices and told the lady behind the counter that he wanted to register to vote. The lady went into the back room and came back with a man. Well, now, Joe, the man said, you see, there's this test you have to take on the Mississippi constitution. It's really hard. You're doing all right, Joe. Just be satisfied with what you have. So this picture here shows him at the courthouse trying to register. Granddaddy left the office. I turned and walked after him, my head hanging down. I didn't want to look at Granddaddy's face because I knew he felt bad too. He waited for me at the top of the courthouse steps. He took my hand. Daughter, he said, hold your head up high. We have done nothing wrong. Granddaddy told me there was something important to strive for in addition to the good things we had. There were some things that made a person feel good inside, like having the rights we were all entitled to as citizens of these United States. I didn't understand everything then, but I lifted my head. The sun was shining. This picture shows them leaving the courthouse. Later that week, Mr. James Marshall came by the house. He told Granddaddy that his name was in the newspaper. In those days, the names of black people who tried to register to vote were printed in the newspaper. Word had gotten out that Granddaddy was going to take the test. Not everybody agreed with what Granddaddy was doing, I discovered. From then on, the co-op store owner in town wouldn't let Granddaddy buy feed for his cows and seeds for planting. People didn't want their children to play with me. At recess, I stood alone under a shade tree and watched my used-to-be friends play jump rope and tag and hopscotch. Now, I really didn't want to go to school. So these two pictures shows him meeting with the lawyer, and then it shows her at school and none of her friends wanted to play with her. We started going by Mr. Marshall's house whenever we went to town. Mr. Marshall would go over the Constitution with Granddaddy and ask him questions. I was supposed to be doing my homework, but I was listening too. I answered the questions right along with Granddaddy. On the day that Granddaddy went to the courthouse with Mr. Marshall to take the test, a big big crowd gathered outside. People started shouting and calling Granddaddy bad names. Granddaddy had on his Sunday suit. Somebody pulled the coat and tore it. See the pictures of him going into the courthouse and him studying for the test. The police made Granddaddy and Mr. Marshall at the door of the courthouse. They asked Granddaddy why he was trying to cause trouble. He told them he was just trying to register the vote. In the back room of the courthouse, he answered all 22 questions. Granddaddy passed the test. But he and Mr. Marshall had to leave through the back door of the courthouse. So there's a picture of Granddaddy taking his test. The news spread quickly that Granddaddy was now a registered voter. That night, we all got in the truck and headed to the church. There was going to be a big celebration. As we drove up, we could see bright orange flames shooting up against the dark sky. Picture shows the church has been set on fire. After the church burned down, people's fears turned into determination and more men and women came forward to register to vote. Picture shows everybody from the church coming uniting and singing a song, showing that they weren't gonna be deterred from getting their rights. I understood why granddaddy had wanted me to go to school. I never skipped school again, even when I did have raggedy books. On my 18th birthday, when I went to register to vote, granddaddy came with me. I didn't have to take a test on the constitution. I just had to fill out a card with my name, address, and date of birth. Now I could vote and make my own voice heard. Granddaddy had taught me to stand up for things, even if I was scared and always to be proud. His gift never left me. At the top of the courthouse steps, Granddaddy took my hand. We had come a long way. We still had a long way to go. And that final picture shows him with his older granddaughter now and him holding her hand.